What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Topical Talks with uh, Andy and Theo. So how are you today, Theo? Recovering from the flu. You're recovering from the flu. Well, horrible thing to actually have over the, in, during, the, during the hot days. <coughs> I know, I know. In fact, last week I was just starting it. So it's one of those long ones, but it doesn't matter. You've got to stay positive. So there's going to be a lot of coughing today. Potentially coughing, but that's a good sign because I'm releasing all the phlegm. You're releasing all the phlegm. Okay, that's fine. So, um, so yeah, okay, so let's get started. So the thing that we want to talk about today is um, something that so many people in the world, not just the UK, but so many people around the world have, and, and it's depression, you know? when people actually get depressed and um, funny enough just before we actually started this conversation I was discussing with Theo um, you know about a couple of times when I've been down and I've got depressed and things like this and we all do we all do and um, I've always said to him you know I was saying to him for me I think it's a sign of weakness and you've got to get over it and suck it up and get on with it and he was and uh, Theo was saying to me actually there's a difference between actually being down as in depressed and then having clinical depression. So, could you just, you know, so I, I still haven't really com- got my head around this and it's still not computing properly. What's the difference between clinical depression and just normal depression? When you're feeling down, uh, you're feeling down usually because of a reason. Something nasty. I'm happened. sorry, can you say that a little bit louder, please? When you're feeling down, it, when you're just feeling down, it's usually for a reason. And the amount by which you're feeling down is usually proportionate to the reason. So if something bad happens, you feel down, you feel sorry for yourself. And then if things pick up, you feel better. When you're clinically depressed, when you're illness depressed, it's a physical condition. The, the chemistry of your brain changes, you can see it in your blood, you can see it reflected in your facial expression, and all, there may or may not be a reason for feeling down. And if you do feel down, it's usually out of all proportion. So something can happen, but then you go down much further than you, than you need to go down. There's someone who's got just depression. Yeah, and then and you, I, and I and say then just depression. Down. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't want to. Sorry, I don't um, I'm interrupting there. Um, when you're talking about just depression, I don't want to sort of um, dismiss it because I think it's actually a factor that we need that people need to consider. And are you all right there? I am perfect. Okay. So it's one of those things that, um, sorry, you've thrown me actually. Depression can be just as bad if you're down because depending on how serious of what's actually happened, you know, depression can be allowed to linger. But the thing is, you've also got a choice to actually make whether you actually want to continue being depressed or do you want to actually move forward. And if you're ill, you don't have that choice. You don't actually have that choice. No, you don't. So, so, how, so, so what do you do if, you, if you're clinically depressed? Well, the, the first thing to do... If Actually, we, first of all, what are the symptoms? About, if, we talk, if, we, uh, if we talk about it generally, the reason why depression is in the headlines is because more and more people are actually apparently suffering from depression. So one in four people, one in four, are likely to suffer from depression and be offered antidepressants. And of course, the first line of doctors that you're going to see is your GP. 
and the GPs are fairly well versed in trying to spot depression. So they usually have some uh, questionnaire that they have to go through themselves. And if, if you fulfill their checklist, then they say, you may be depressed, do you want to take antidepressants? So that's what the GPs will do. Now, if you, the way they'll, <coughs> excuse me, the way they'll assess whether you have depression is they'll ask you, is there a reason for you feeling depressed? And it may or may not be. Then they'll say, does your mood change during the day? Because remember, depression is a physical condition. And it, it, some theories say that it varies according to your level of stress hormone, which is cortisol. And the level of your stress hormone is higher first thing in the morning. So people with depression will tend to wake up early and they will feel worse first thing in the morning and they'll tend to get better as the day goes on. And it's funny enough, late in the evening, maybe in the early hours of the morning, they may feel absolutely fine, as if there's not a problem with the world at all. So a lot of it has to do with the level of cortisol you have in your body? That's one of the theories, yep. Uh, but that's is there a theory no, or, or, is it, or, or is there enough research on that? It's to a correlation. On that? It is a correlation and actually one of the treatments is, is by reducing the levels of cortisol in the body. So it's certainly a contributing factor but it's not the full explanation. So basically, just people just need exercise, uh, which actually gets rid of the cortisol because... Well, that's why exercise does help. You're absolutely right. Yeah. And then, and then other symptoms of depression are low energy, low concentration, unable to enjoy things, negative, negative thoughts, feeling generally slowed, feeling life isn't worth living. All those, things, all those things as a constellation will make up the clinical syndrome of depression. Clinical depression. Clinical depression. So how do you get? So how do you get? So how do they get over that then? Well, they can get over it by themselves. You can you can just get better. So you don't need any medication. I mean, I've got it to say, yeah, how, you're, you're going to be dropping the share prices of the pharmaceutical yeah. companies this it week, aren't you? How serious it is. Hmm? It depends on how serious it is. For instance, some people can can manage to get better by themselves, or they exercise their way out of it. Some, but some people definitely do need tablets. Did you know when my father was alive, I mean, the, um, I don't know whether we've discussed this on one of the previous shows, but when my father was alive, it was just, you know, my, my, my father probably went through his stage. I mean, he, he had an alcohol problem, which, um, which got him down, because obviously then, then, you know, with his alcohol, his business started to flounder, and he started seeing himself an unreachiever, which led to depression, in effect. And the doctor was quite happy to prescribe him very easily, I think it was something called Ativan, which was, you, you, you informed me was a Valium of some sort. And you know, but you put Valium and alcohol together, which is a really bad combination to, to start off with. And, and you know, I think he was, he was supposed to have two a day, and was taking about 10 a day at one point. So um, all you're doing is just covering the symptoms, but without having to deal with the reality of actually what's going on, when they start giving you this medication. Yeah, and from what you say, it's a, it was a, it was quite. There's a lot of psychological issues for your for your dad. It may not even have been clinical depression. So if your dad had ADHD, for instance, and was was uh, was drinking to try and calm himself down, yeah, he may have had anxiety and so on. So, but but once you if you if you push someone to too much dysfunction, that the anxiety which drove them to panic and try and do something then becomes redundant because they know they can't do it and so they just lapse into a feeling of helplessness and so it looks like depression but it isn't so 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 okay so we, we can accept that people will go down this downhill spiral and um, do they actually have to hit rock bottom to come out of it of course not we're talking about clinical depression or we're talking about uh, but, but, um, just feeling low 
Okay, so okay, let's 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 talk about clinical depression first. So medication can help. Yeah, you. I mean, everyone will get better if they're depressed. Um, although not everyone will get better with, with uh, tablets. Okay, great. Some of them eat, but there's always some kind of treatment to help some to help someone who's clinically depressed. That's for sure. Uh, as research is going on, people are finding out that it is really a physical illness, and um, a lot of people, for clinical instance, depression, clinical depression, and a lot of people who say don't respond to antidepressants have inflammatory markers in their body, and there are other things that can help them. There's there's a new there's a new medication that's actually used as a general anaesthetic called ketamine, and uh, ketamine works extremely well, and it works mainly directly on the brain, and works on receptors involved in helping reduce the inflammation. Do you know, I think do you know what we need to do? I think we can actually monetize this by actually giving recommendations of pharmaceuticals and getting the pharmaceutical companies to actually pay us. What do you think? Would that, would that uh, work? But the I'm, I'm teasing, I'm teasing. The thing is we're not giving any medical advice here. Uh, thank have God, to go and thank, God thank God for that because uh, as you well know, I, I don't actually take any form of pharmaceutical medication uh, and refuse to. So, um, so no medical advice, this is just for interest and people go and talk to the doctors if they want to. So they have to go to the doctors because listening to us is not really... Uh, it's, it's just, it's just advice, okay. So this is our disclaimer, guys. This is our disclaimer. This is our disclaimer. So the, the, the fact is you must treat clinical depression because it can get worse and worse and you become suicidal. So you have to treat it. And also, the, the, there's research has shown that if you let yourself suffer from depression, it will get worse and worse and worse. And potentially it stresses the brain through inflammation and eventually it might increase the risk of suffering from dementia in later years. So you really do need to get yourself sorted out. Can you be cured from clinical depression? If there's no cure, you, what, what you can do is get completely better and then you have to stay on medication. Okay. Okay, so... Um, I, because I've, I've got... Uh, and I'm stuttering here, guys, because I've got no experience of clinical depression. Um, oh, I probably wouldn't even know whether someone's just depressed or clinically depressed. So well, um, right. I'm but one of the reasons why more and more people have been given antidepressants is not because suddenly everyone's suffering from clinical depression, it's because everyone's becoming unhappy. Everyone's be everyone. When we say everyone, of course, that's a that's a that's a, a, okay. a general. Most people, most people, most people. Uh, I think I think we can probably most of us will agree that. Let me give you an example. Most of society is actually is unhappy. Let me overall. give an example. There was a there was a study done about about general health versus general health of different countries versus the GDP per head in each country. And they found that actually there was no difference in general health between countries with low GDP per head and countries with high GDP per head, apart from the developing world, obviously, because you know, then that was an extreme. So people were very surprised by that. And what they did is they looked within the country and within countries, the key thing was inequality of earning general average earning per head. So that's where there was an effect. So if there's a huge inequality of average earning per head, then there was a big difference in health, including mental health, between those with the lowest earnings and those with the highest earnings. So people with low earnings had a... Only where there was high inequality within, a, within the same country. If within the same high inequality, so, so, you, so you're talking about whether whether there's two extremes, they're either, either very rich or very poor. So America, England, any any of these type of countries, you have high inequality. So you tend to get uh, worse mental health, worse physical health, 
in the upper classes and in the lower classes relative to countries where there is where there is uh, more equality. And, and the middle class people? I mean, where they're, do they're just in the middle. They're just obviously. in the middle, so they're the, the, the average. Yeah, but, but... But they get through their level of depression but, as well, don't they? Of course, but that's, that's the point, though. The lower classes, the low classes, the lower earning, have the worst health, physical and mental. The upper classes have the best health, middle class is somewhere in between. But if you go to a country where there is less inequality, then everyone is healthier, but they still have the same differences. Okay. And they, they, the interesting thing is they looked at also at Sweden and Japan. And in Sweden they earn a lot per capita, but they redress the balance by taxing everyone a lot. In Japan, they don't earn a lot and they don't tax very much. So it doesn't matter which end you achieve the equality as long as you have the equality. So, and, and, and okay. why, why is there this uh, big difference between the high and low earners? And the biggest stress, the biggest effect on the stress hormone is social inequality in terms of being seen to be socially inferior. That is shown to be the biggest stress on humanity. So, so say that again, just that last bit. Being seen to be socially inferior and trying to do something... Socially about. inferior. Well, actually, it's interesting because that comes back to what we were talking about last week about self-actualization. And uh, Carl Rogers was talking about... Uh, he was a hu hu uh, hu human humanistic psychologist like, like Abraham Maslow. Mm. And um, self-actualization was, uh, you know, about people actually wanted to develop and they wanted to grow and things like this and, and same when you actually look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs and not that he um, even though there's some dispute over how the accuracy of that although at the time it was fairly accurate let's face it you know we have we have progressed but it's about it's about it's about a human's ability to actually want to you know about growth and um, a lot of the self-worth and self-concept comes or you know particularly your self-worth or your, um, is the self-image that you do that you are um, that you are inferior to the rest of society which again will actually lead to you to depression and 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 if you and, and then if you're in that downhill spiral your earnings will never you, you know you, you'll be stuck because you, you're only if you're if you only think you're worth a certain amount that's all you'll ever earn you know, so th there's a point to actually being a little bit delusional. I mean, let's face it, it worked for Walt Disney. I mean, it was his delusion that allowed him to create a whole economy in Orlando. Um, he, uh, you know, so, and, and I've known a couple of people. Uh, there was a couple, I've had a couple of clients who were incredibly tenacious, but lacked the ability, the, they lacked the skill and the, the aptitude. But it was their delusion, the delusion plus that tenacity and that drive that actually got them further ahead than, than um, probably people imagined. Well, yeah, and, 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 and I think actually it's probably happened with the general election. I think there's, you know, I mean, he's still deluded, but Jeremy Corbyn was actually deluded to the fact that he thought Labour were going to, you know, do well. And I think they did do a lot better than they expected, although they still lost. But um, they had a psychologist advising them who said, you know what, May, Theresa May has really handled Brexit badly, as we discussed last week. And you know what? You guys stand a chance. Just lie as much as you can to the electorate. Lie as much as you can, yeah. And I'm, and I'm thinking, actually, if, um, but, but he was delu he, he, he's deluded to think that he's actually a, a leader of a party when he's, he's just a 
you know, at, the, at the moment he's just like window dressing really for the party mm-hmm. and um, I, th- I think if Labour had had a better a better candidate we could actually very well be seeing a Labour government in power right now maybe so yeah but anyway that's that's not what we were talking about we were talking about so so some facts so so depression comes from the fact that you're not feeling um, that you're feeling socially inferior well that is the stress of being socially inferior uh, so that's feeling low. Remember, it's not clinical depression; it's feeling it's low. It's feeling low. So depression, because you know, stress, stress causes. So people who see themselves as underachievers, frustration, yeah, and, and that goes along with what we were saying before about society not being suitable for us because what we're doing is we're chasing constantly we're on a treadmill of instant gratification, chasing illusionary goals which aren't real, like like a high, more high-paying job, a bigger house, a, a nicer car, a newer woman. All these well, things but are don't, but don't we, but don't we, I know we don't need that to survive, but, we but think don't we, we want them. that? We, we think th- we need we them. Think we think we need like them. We need them. And of course, we think we need them. But isn't there a human, so we, but isn't there a human need to be in a relationship? We think, I mean, we think we need them in order to go up that social hierarchy. Oh, hold, we, hold on a second, hold on a second. Yeah, the point, but you, you talked about, you know, being in a relationship, for example. Now, yeah, but you don't need it. You need to make the best of the relationship you're in, not find a new one. And uh, or uh, you know uh, you know a younger a younger girl um, you know a, a, a guy with bigger pecs you don't need that okay you may want that you don't need it and the, the secret the art the art of happiness is knowing how to be content with a good enough knowing how to be content with a good uh, enough got, without the s- constant without the constant quest for the ultimate yeah I've got to say though I I, I just see that as um, Settling for mediocrity, actually, if you and want. When you, when you realize that settling for the good enough and building contentment and a, a proper future, then you're going to be happy. But, you, but, you, but, you, but you're not achieving, but you, but you are just settling for where, where did you, you see, are. Did you see Nick? Did, have you heard of Nick Howard? No. Nick Howard is one of the richest guys in the world. He, uh, he was one of the only family owners of Amazon and he, and he sold his shares and he's done lots and lots of different things. And, um, and uh, he says, he says that, you know what? He was just stupendously lucky. He could have been, if he was born in another place, another time, he would be one of the dudes sitting inside the road, you know, doing something else. But he said he isn't particularly hardworking. He's not the brightest guy. He was just stupendously lucky, but he's also very good at guessing what's going to happen. And he was saying that- um, Yeah, but anticipation is power straight away though, isn't it? Potentially you so. Know? Yeah, I agree. But what he's saying, though, which doesn't make next, luck, it, it just—you know—his next prediction is that there's going to be anarchy because social inequality is very, very bad for us. And, and he says, you know what? All these plutocrats who are saying, you know what? Let, don't tax me, don't tax me, because I provide jobs and, and I'm, I'm good for the economy. No, you're not. No, you're not, because the fact is, it doesn't provide jobs. It goes into his bank account. And he said, you know what, there's only so much I can spend. You know, I, I can't buy a thousand pairs of trousers. I can, you know, I'm not going to provide jobs for yeah. people. And uh, so it's very, very important to understand that this, that this uh, Western society of, of being on a treadmill of constant instant gratification, which just causes you stress, is bad for everyone and ultimately yeah. will destroy society. Well, actually, anarchy is happening right now in Venezuela, aren't they, over the governments and things well, like if this? You, if you think about it, anarchy is trying to happen everywhere. If you think about it, that the politicians should be ashamed of themselves. Look at, look at the English. Look at the English. You have, you have a referendum last year, then you have, a, you have a, a snap election now, and then the people who lose think are saying that they could form a government anyway. 
and everything is up in turmoil, the pound is dropping. I mean, what do they think they are? If, they, if they're a group of children in the playground, it couldn't get any worse. That's true, that's I mean, true. what on earth do they call themselves? And that's why you really need a benevolent dictator at the end of the day. Yes. <laughs> democracy is complete. I think it's the, I think we're actually seeing the dark side of democracy. Do, I think, do, do you I think Turkey, idealistically. Do you see Turkey have any of these problems? Do you see Russia having well, actually, problems? Hold on a second. Yeah, 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 I did see, we, we did see Turkey not so long ago go through some sort of coup. Well, that's it, but it was very quick and short. And, it was and very going, quick and short and because in, it was very badly organised. going in a clear direction, mind you. It was very badly organised, but... It was probably all orchestrated to, to, give, to give Erdogan the... You know, the but, but there's been enough coups. I mean, look, I mean, uh, it's interesting because um, I, think, um, I think Donald Trump actually said it, that he said, actually, I think, the, I think we were all better off when Saddam Hussein was in power. Because if you look at the state of Iraq like now, actually him being there as a dictator actually was probably better than things are now. Even so, he, he did commit so many different atrocities. So, you know, there's, there's got to be a level of balance. And, uh, and, and as I said before, I think a country should be run like a company. You have the CEO, um, you know, the CEO being the leader, and then you actually have a board, and the board is elected, and the thing is they're responsible to the shareholders. You know what, what one theory is that the Rothschilds actually run the whole place. Yeah. Um, that's one theory, because they are theoretically the richest people in the world, with, with apparently having at their disposal $500 billion as a family and of course it's what 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 is power power is money and one one theory at the moment that's happening is that the powers that be i.e people like the Rothschilds have had enough of all these anarchists coming up so they're arranging for Trump to be impeached um, there's the the um, breakaway people Brexit is gonna is gonna dissolve away and Macron is already saying come back and it's gonna become a European super state do you that's, think that's going to happen? Theory. Well, that's one theory. But, but the key thing to understand is that unless you have a strong leader like a dictator, money is going to talk. The people with the power will... Well, money always talks. I mean, that's, I mean, that's why democracy in some ways is, is, is the illusion that's been sold to us. You know, it's, it's not even an illusion. It's a delusion. It's a de it actually is a delusion. That's actually been sold to us. Now, as just so you can understand, illusions are distortions of perception. So yeah. you still you see, but you might see something different. Like you, yeah. you might mistake a shadow to be something else. A delusion is a completely wrong. It's a perception where there's no stimulus. Well, I, I've got to say, Theo, I'm, I'm really glad that we've actually uh, stuck on topic here and actually carried on talking about depression. Well, well it is very it is very relevant because, of course, the reason why we have more and more depression, people are feeling low because society is becoming increasingly dysfunctional. Okay. That's, that's why people are feeling low. But there's a, there's a number of things, and, and we've talked about that, because you, you, you said uh, not so long ago that, you know, things like social media and sitting on your laptop and with your shoulders hunched um, is actually going to, you know, ultimately, or, or, or in theory, is actually going to raise those cortisol levels straight away. Which actually levels, and, and also it's giving you false connection with people. 
because we, we need connection to feel good, to lower our stress, but it's giving us false connection, so there's no stress-lowering tool really. Um, it is, for, uh, and I do, I do, I'm not a lover of social media, I, I see it as a necessary evil for me in my that business. That said, someone did point out to me, who listened to the TED talk, to listen to our talk, and he pointed out something very relevant, he said, well, social media is just at very early stages. Sooner or later, you're, you will get proper connection because social media will, will immerse you in virtual reality where you will be able to go and talk and touch and, and see people. So down the line, it may, give, may well give us the social connection that we need, but not now. Actually, well, I'm not even sure of that. I mean, so I love meeting people. I mean, I was out last night and there was people um, I actually enjoyed being around. I mean, the thing is, you talk about all the, you know, we talk about the senses being activated. I mean, you see, as, as humans, we, we, we need to be constantly stimulated. And we've got these five senses of sight and hearing and taste, taste and um, you know, not that you're going to stick your tongue down someone's throat when you've actually just met them, touch. Um, and smell and things like this, you know, all those senses need to be activated for us to be stimulated as, as, as human beings. And I think there's a level of, e even on the virtual reality side, you're not going to get that. You're just going to get the illusion of it. Mm. Um, and that's not going to actually stimulate all our senses. And, and let's face it, social media was created in effect. I mean, I know MySpace was around before Facebook, but ultimately you look at the guy who created Facebook, and uh, he was socially inept. And the thing is, he's teaching us all to be socially inept. No disrespect to the guy. I mean, I think he's done an incredible... Uh, he's created an incredible... He's earned himself a lot of money. Product. Product. He's earned himself a lot of money. But ultimately, he was, you know, he was happier behind his laptop. And it's actually got the whole world doing that. When ultimately, we should actually be out drinking a glass of wine or... a you know, or a water and, 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 you know, you're and right. connecting with people. Because that would be a healthier society for sure. If we did that, and I think that's one... that though to, to clinical depression, because we, we, I want to give a, a, a rounded view But do you not think that leads to depression though? Something like Facebook? Yeah, of course. Leads to depression. And watching other people's lives. And we're watching other people's lives getting on. Research, well, again, because then that's social inequality and it's the pressure to then give produce a prettier picture of yourself or doing something even more exciting than the other person, absolutely. So you just become better bullshitters online? Better bullshitters, but actually unhappier. Unhappy, unhappy Un better unhappy bullshitters. Unhappy better bullshitters, exactly. Okay. Well, what an illusion is that? But going, going back to things, um, to give a rounded view, the treatment of depression, if you, if you have clinical depression, you need to figure out, first of all, whether there's any physic anything physically wrong with you, because there there's plenty of physical ailments that can cause depression or be associated with depression. So you need to go to your doctor, who needs to do some tests. Then, potentially, uh, you might need an antidepressant. That will depend on your doctor. And there are many different... Actually, if you clinically depressed, guys, you know, don't, depressed. Don't, don't, don't start going to the doctor because you've actually had a bad day, you know, you've had a bad day, but, a bad day in the office. But, but uh, you, still, you still may benefit from going to the doctor because apart from medication, you could do with psychological input. So, for instance, psychological input is is helps teach you how to have uh, how to have better thoughts about things because you can get more stressed if you are a natural negative perceiver. Because some people are natural negative perceivers, some people are natural positive perceivers. You know, positive thinkers, negative thinkers, and negative thinkers will tend to get more depression because they get more stressed all the time. So, it's very important to understand how to be able to view things and think. And, for instance, to understand that most things are a want and not a need. If you behave as if most things are a need, you're going to get depressed. If you, think as mo if you behave as most things are a want, 
you're not going to get anywhere near as depressed. And then there's doing other things like uh, giving yourself a better structure in life, giving yourself more exercise. Yeah. So all of these eating healthier because that will affect your levels of depression too. So you have to understand that the clinical depression needs a broad perspective of treatment, and that's why you do need to go and see the professional. I, I've got to say, um, I, I um, depressed. A, a bit of psychological therapy to help you deal with your environment better is going to help. I mean, I, I, yeah, I've got to say, I, I, I would challenge some of that because, uh, I mean, I haven't been to the doctor in about, I suppose, maybe twice in about 15 years for something which is more of a physical ailment rather than a mental ailment um, you know and you know I mean I have got depressed like my, like most people have and you know sometimes you just have to self-reflect and become self-aware of what's going on you know get over it suck it up and you know and, and shake your way out of it and one of the reasons I, you know one of the things I do I mean when you you know and, I, and I'll give you and I'll tell you from my experience the guys you know when I've had when I've had depression uh, I've sort of wanted to crawl up and hide uh, and I don't want to go to the gym um, but the thing is as soon as you actually force yourself and go into the gym back into that gym environment and the reason I don't is I don't want to talk to people uh, but when you go back into the gym environment your, your cortisol levels do you know do diminish and your, and your testosterone increases because as soon as you're building muscle and when, you, and when you're doing that, you're changing your physiology. And, and there's a thing called the emotional triad um, that people should probably be aware of. It's a technique that's used in uh, neuro-linguistic programming. And um, if you actually want to change a state, you know, and you can change it instantaneously, by the way, is one, you've got to change your physiology. So the quickest way of being able to do that is through your breathing. However, um, I'd much prefer a workout because you are going to, you know, you, you are going to have, you are going to breathe. Or even if you go, just go for a long walk if you're not, if you're not that, in, in that, that inclined. But by changing your physiology and just by moving, because let's face it, how many depressed people do you actually see walking really fast down the road? All right? You don't because they are, you know, everything's a lot slower, they lack the energy. So you increase the pace of your body and things like this, you are, you know, that's one way of changing your state. The second thing is actually um, focusing on what, what it is you actually want. If you want to focus on your life's shit, guess what? Your life's going to be shit. You know, what you focus on expands. So, um, you know, so focus on actually what you actually want to achieve and go and do it. And the third one is actually, you, it's, your, it's your language. It's using certain, you know, change the words that you use. You know, oh, I'm feeling down and things like this. Guess what? That's what you're not going to focus on. And, and, and that's what you're going to actually start um, behaving like. So, you know, um, you've got the likes of Tony Robbins out there and other... Um, self-help gurus I suppose who will tell you to use incantations and um, affirmations and things like that and uh, they, they can actually work but change the use of your language because you keep on telling your subconscious things like you're feeling bad and you feel like crap and life's not worth living and things like that guess what's going to happen and you see that's a religious that's a pseudo-religious approach too because that's what they do in religion and that and that's what they do in Alcoholics Anonymous and Narcotics Anonymous. They, they do. It's part of their 12-step program, isn't That's it? Right. So, but, uh, you know, I would suggest, There's you know... Power to but, 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 you know, you don't actually have to be religious to actually... But, you know, it does... It, um, but you, you still we, respect the components that, you see, that work. The, the, the components do work. So, 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 just to recap on that. Change of physiology. 
change the words, change, change, the, change your use of the language and how you use it, and a little bit more positive how you do that. And thirdly, is um, focus on something a little bit better than what's actually going on right now. And actually, you'll deflect away from actually what you're really thinking about. And, and let's face it, you know, it's like, um, you know, the subconscious mind, the subconscious mind is never hear, doesn't hear a no. All right, if you say, actually, um, you know, if, if for example, God, I'm, I'm, I'm looking to think now, I've been put, I'll, I'll put myself on the spot here. But the subconscious language, yeah, the subconscious mind doesn't hear the no. So, so you tell your child, don't eat the chocolate cake that's in the fridge. The thing is, they probably wouldn't even thought about it until you've actually mentioned it. So now what's on their mind? The chocolate cake. So, uh, God, I, I, I recovered from that one. So, so there's a lot of things you can do to go, you know, get over your depression um, or, or, or things like depression. Um, if you if if if, it's, if you think it's a bit more serious problem, by all means go and see the doctor. It wouldn't be much. It, it wouldn't be always something that can be done. Always. Yeah. And, by, and if, if particularly if feeling life isn't worth living, don't be shy. If you, the doctor will have heard it all before. Your even your friends will will really respect you confiding in them. Remember, friends are friends because they want to help you, and it's a pleasure for them to help you. So always, always tell people if you're feeling that desperate, and you will always end up feeling better. Yeah, and you know, guys, sometimes you actually need to hit rock bottom. You know, I'm not saying uh, it's not an ideal position to actually get to. I remember a great quote I actually saw on a, on a wall in a coffee shop in, um, I think you and I have actually been there, Theo. It was in Gloucester Road. Actually, we had that coffee, remember? And they yes. gave you the free croissants? Yes, yes. I can't remember what it was. And before they did it up, they had all these quotes on the wall. And there was one quote on that wall, and, and I'll, I'll never forget it. And it said, sometimes you actually have to be able to, you have to line the gutter to be able to see the stars. Yes. So, uh, do you remember, I don't know if you've ever seen that one. Um, but it almost, so, you know, so, then despair guys, there is a lot of help around. One, I think you've also got to learn to actually ask for it. Um, and two, you know, don't just wallow in it, just go and do something, just go and do something about it, you know. Even if it, even if it's a form of exercise, and you'll feel as though you've achieved something more than just you know hiding away from the world. Mm -hmm. uh, anyway, want to leave it there. Well, one we'll final thing. Okay. Add, one final thing to add is just because you think you may even have clinical depression doesn't mean you do, because some people, although they may feel low, and low means that you're kind of quite slow as well. Some people get a little bit agitated and fast negative thoughts. And that means that you may have a condition called mixed bipolar. And some people mainly feel low, but sometimes they have very tiny spikes of feeling super good for no reason. And it's so short that they don't even think about it. But again, that is rapid cycling bipolar and antidepressant doesn't work for that. So I'm just going to leave people with that. So, so what should they do about that then? Doctor and the doctor will know what to do. And the thing is, there's, there's one thing you should consider guys and um, because I mean, you know, Theo here is very much, you know, being, you know, having been a psychiatrist and prescribing medication and you got me on the other scale of things who doesn't believe in any form of medication other than no, I, uh, but I, I believe in the whole spectrum so yeah I, I know, I know you I know you do but you're more pro you're, you're more than you yeah you are more, yeah yeah we're we're in a, we're, we're in different sides of things um, but one thing Theo did say and um, before we actually came online here 
just because a doctor actually examines you for depression doesn't mean that he should actually be prescribing you for medication. Is that right? Is that what you said? It doesn't need to. He doesn't depending need to. On, depending on what you need. So sometimes you're, you're, often, you're often prescribed stuff that you don't really actually need. Oh, I see your point. Yeah, because, the, because people are generally stressed and upset in today's society, they end up getting prescribed a lot of antidepressants needlessly because they're not clinically depressed. Which makes them worse. Might not make them worse. It, it might even help a little bit, but it's not the answer. The answer is to help them deal better with the society and themselves. Okay, so so you know, so bear, bear that bear that one in mind, guys. Um, and you know what? I'm sure Theo's been there. Uh, um, I, I won't speak for him though. But you know, I, I've I've gone through my levels of depression, and um, you know, it's you can turn you can turn it around in some cases instantaneously. Uh, sometimes it'll take a little bit longer. But the thing is, if you want to wallow in that that place it'll just linger uh, but you can certainly do something about it if you choose to all right correct but make a choice 100 percent. okay thanks very much guys uh, great talking to you this week and uh, i'll see you next week thank you okay bye bye, -bye.